Galnet News Digest, 31st of May 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Salvation fails to respond to Tezro's plea to the superpowers. Calico Zack announces his candidacy, and we check up on Thargoids and Dredgers. Salvation has so far failed to respond to Professor Albert Tezro's appeal to the superpowers to halt their collaboration with the secretive scientist. Tezro's call comes after an anonymous tip-off was investigated by a number of pilots loyal to Aegis, revealing an abandoned base belonging to the Intergalactic Naval Reserve Arm in the DG Canum Venaticorum system and evidence that Azimuth Biochemicals worked there on a contract to attack a Thargoid hiveship with a deadly mycoid bioweapon, an attack that caused the Thargoids to withdraw completely from human space for many decades. Those events were nearly 160 years ago, but it seems possible that Azimuth Biochemicals' then-vice-president of research, Caleb Witcherly, nicknamed The Witch, took it upon himself then to mastermind the eventual total defeat of the Thargoids, and that through the use of progenitor cells he remains alive and working to defeat the Thargoids today. If he's the same witch that masterminded Project Seraph in 3202 and 3303, resulting in the death of countless human test subjects, and if he's the same witch that stole 400,000 tonnes of Guardian technology from the Aegis megaship Alexandria, leaving its 4,000 crew members to die, then his willingness to put to one side his moral scruples in order to achieve his goal cannot be doubted. But there's more. Tezro's anonymous tip-off suggested that investigating this abandoned site would reveal to us who salvation really is. Caleb Witcherly, the witch, says in the recovered logs that he is willing to be humanity's salvation. If this is evidence that salvation is the witch, then those currently working to help salvation develop his superweapon may need to examine their consciences and decide whether the techniques employed and the incidental deaths of thousands of humans is justified by the goal of eliminating the Thargoids. It is not at all a clear-cut case. The Thargoids have also caused many thousands of deaths through combat and when they attack starports, but it begins to seem like salvation might not be quite as honest quite as upstanding, quite as blameless, as he's led us to believe. Zachary Rackham, the trillionaire business magnate and ex-pirate, the man who built shipyards in Colonia, who sponsored the Dura Drive, who fought off a hostile bid by a rival gang to take over his business empire. The man who currently possesses the Picasso masterpiece Guernica and who owns most of the Beta Hydri system. The most extraordinary and privileged self-made man, renowned for creating his fortune by ruthlessly exploiting the misfortunes of others, has decided to run for the federal presidency as a representative of the little guy. 
announcing his candidacy, Rackham, who is known for naming all his properties and businesses after himself, and who has published a work of autohagiography entitled The Art of the Steel, invoked, as he always does, his alleged early days as a trader in a rusty old sidewinder, days which some believe were spent stealing cargo at gunpoint from other, more honest traders. Despite his humble origins, went on Rackham, he had been persuaded by many good citizens that the Federation needs a humble but competent servant from a corporate, not necessarily corporatist, background to shake up the old tired parties, to drain the swamp, to sweep aside the old tired words of politics, and to represent the little guys in the federal government. Being a privileged insider appealing to the disenfranchised masses on the outside is a well-worn but highly successful play, and it seems that Rackham might be in with a chance when the elections come round in 3309. Many voters who chose not to participate in the 3300 elections may turn out if given the choice of a new and charismatic figurehead. It seems unlikely that either the Republican or Liberal parties would choose Rackham as their candidate. Following the unfortunate death of the Vice President Brad Mitchell, President Hudson is seeking a change in legislation to allow him to stand for another term, and Shadow President Felicia Winters remains popular in Liberal circles. Rackham's choices are likely to be either to form a new party or to stand as an independent candidate. Details are expected to emerge in the coming weeks. Whatever Salvation might be up to, there seems to be little practical need for his next-generation superweapon in the galaxy this week. The Thargoid incursions have all been cleared, with the Paukuman system returned to normality earlier this week. And the last damaged station has been repaired too, with Janny Bekoff station in Sosong due to resume normal operation on Thursday. Combat pilots hoping to be surprised by a massive hive ship suddenly appearing in the Pleiades, or for thousands of Thargoids to appear as a massed army on the horizon, will probably be disappointed this weekend as the Thargoids seem to be having trouble fielding a full team of scouts and interceptors. Unless Salvation decides to lay bait to lure Thargoids to return, it looks like a quiet week ahead. In Dredger news, the Blue Viper Club Dredger has finally disappeared from the Pegasi Sector PN-T C3-14 system, taking with it the mercenaries that had tried, unsuccessfully, to defeat Pirate King Archon Delane. Former Arch Corsair and Rebel Kay Volantine is believed to have been aboard the Dredger, and former Arch Corsair and Rebel Vidar Trask was killed in action last week. This leaves Arch Corsair and Delane loyalist Callan Salamanca as the only Arch Corsair left in Delane's inner circle of Arch Corsairs, leaving it less of a circle and more of a straight line. The Artificer Clan Dredger in Upaniklis continues to repair the Golconda megaship while carefully leaving the habitation quarters untouched. Fox Galactica reports the reaction of Golcondans on seeing the nearly finished renovations with gleaming new control panels intricately assimilated into the ancient ship's systems. The habitation rings have been fitted with modern life support while maintaining their original character. And the ancient sublight propulsion system has been augmented with a modern Megaship class frameshift drive. 
giving the Golconda a near-instant 500 light-year jump range. Captain Forrester was reportedly reduced to tears when he saw these improvements. The artificers who have been refitting the Golconda for free as part of their life duty of tech love are described as hurrying about their business, speaking together in rapid dialect as they affect repairs, wearing diagnostic scanners over their eyes, dressed in overalls and leading down with tool belts and equipment. They have accepted the Golconda's offer of fresh produce, including the famous Apavietii spirit, in recognition of their hard work on the generation ship. It seems inevitable now that Forrester's choice may soon be abandoned as the Golcondans set out on a new voyage of discovery. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the longest sentence in the world so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>